welcome back to another fine episode of Everything and Nothing on the Shady Pines Radio Network. I'm your host, Chris, and this is my co-host, Charlie. I'm Charlie. And we're bringing you another fine hour of whatever wonky shit comes into our heads today. Uh, Elon. Elon Musk. He just... uh... Just today, like, he, he showed off a pig with a brain chip implanted in its head. Oh, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> the, it's the Neuralink. It's coming, like, this is this is the first step towards Cybermen. This is, we're almost there. <laughs> okay, so on the one hand, Skynet, right? But on the other hand, SAO. We are getting so much closer <laughs> to SAO. <laughs> Of course, and I kind of want to let them keep going. <laughs> of course, that's what you. Anyway, Chris, who do we have on the show today? Man, okay, so today we've got Jennifer McKenzie Paulson. She's a member of the press and a frequent participant in the Black Lives Matter protests in Portland. She's been out there just, you know, giving them hell uh, for the last sixty days or so, and uh, wanted to give her some time to chat it out with us today. Hell yeah! Here's that. Look, Courtney Collins just made a whole ass post about this, Charlie. Believe the compliments <laughs> you're given. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just so the people who are joining us on the show here uh, know, the way I know Jennifer is uh, when I wrote the article for Smirk Studios, I had to go looking for um, pictures to go with the article. And as it was about the Black Lives Matter movement, uh, and Jennifer has a press badge and has just been out taking pictures and documenting everything and being awesome. <laughs> uh, she's the one who supplied me with those pictures. So go check those out and also go find her Facebook where you can find more interesting and awesome things. Uh, normally, I have like comedians, poets, uh, musicians on here. But as far as I know, you actually don't qualify for any of those categories. Is that right? Yeah, so I really don't. Um, I like I, I mostly work with like nonprofits, um, and then I've been doing a lot with like or like working as press um, with like the Black Lives Matter protests in Portland, um, and then like I also majored in community development and like minored in philosophy. So I'm really into like the whole like restructuring of communities and yeah. So all of that has been really interesting, especially at the protests, I guess. And that's, I mean, so near as I can tell, it's it's taken up most of your time these days. Is that right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. It is, uh, yeah, it's certainly time consuming. um, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I actually haven't gone out to any of the protests. Uh, I tend to keep my job and keep bail money uh, for people who do go. Um, (laughs) that's, That's my contribution so far. And you've still been going out and doing the thing even, even lately, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I took like a week or two off just because like I had a lot going on. But uh, yeah, the last like week and a half, I've been going out pretty much every night again. So um, but yeah, I mostly just like at this point, I'm mostly just filming um, because there's like so much like to even I just like to have the camera rolling like the whole yeah. time. because It's just like a lot of crazy shit that happened. So is there like a, a difference in feel? while you're out there between how things were when when things started like two months ago compared to where we are now yeah yeah so things have gotten a lot more mobile recently so like um you know before when the fence was up at the justice center that's like primarily where all of the protest action was happening um and then there was obviously like some stuff going on at the you know on the east side too um but now things are just going like all over the place like the other night we were outside of the ice building um we've been at like the north uh like the northeast precinct a lot um kind of in like the parks near like the laurelhurst area um we've been moving into a lot of like really gentrified like wealthier neighborhoods um which is 
definitely been interesting seeing like the the contrast in how like police respond when we're in like those wealthier neighborhoods compared to like outside of the justice center it's just it's been yeah it's been a really interesting dynamic kind of seeing it change location yeah shit like i said i haven't been out there a whole lot uh benjamin tier who's been on the show a couple times now has has been big on making sure that all information he can about what's going on out there keeps going out yeah, I follow him on Twitter. He's always like posting, you know, updates on on how things are going throughout the night. So yeah, yeah he's been a good source of information. Plus, he's you know angry and sarcastic enough that it gets to be funny sometimes. Still, <laughs> yeah, gotta have a sense of humor with this shit. So yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Did, did you guys see the video he posted uh, yesterday where? All of the cops in their riot gear gather onto this van, and then while it's driving away, somebody starts playing the Benny Hill music. <laughs> yes, that's great. Yeah, that that's one thing I've really appreciated. Like um, people with speakers out there, like they are playing some very like poignant songs. Like whenever they start marching, people will play like the the Darth Vader music from Star Wars. It's a yeah. Uh, yeah. People are getting very creative out there, so it's it's been interesting to see. I mean, look, Lucasfilms had to be good for something at some point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I hear tonight that there's a couple, I don't know if I, you want to count, call them counter protests, but I uh, was hearing like the Proud Boys are going to have a, a march or some something tonight. I'm not sure where that's going to be, but. Because the, the Proud Boys have always been a great thing anytime they come to Portland. Oh, so yeah. great. And then uh, and <laughs> also the like apparently QAnon marches, which is like all this shit suddenly like great, wonderful. So here's what's weird about that to me. Part of that is anon, which is supposed to be anonymous. Yeah. So if you're going out and recording yourself doing counter protests, how anon are you maintaining? I don't yeah i don't know i know that there was so like downtown earlier today i personally didn't go to this um but i had a friend who was filming and there was like a huge like proud boys like i don't know white supremacist rally i guess downtown and they had like a big standoff with a lot of the like antifa people who've been showing up at the like black lives matter protests um from what i've heard there was just like a lot of base and like shield interactions and stuff. Um, but I, I don't think a lot of people are going to be coming back to like the night March tonight. From what I heard, they're all going to like Oregon city. Right. March, probably just cause they're terrified of like nights in Portland, which is good. Like people are getting really organized. So I do not think that they would do well tonight. So yeah. Oh wait, like the proud boys are hitting Oregon city instead of Portland. Yeah. Yeah. The proud boys grew okay. like the, white whatever the fuck they're calling themselves yeah yeah those fuck faces are going to oregon city instead of (laughs) portland Now, one of the things we do like to do here uh especially given everything we just talked about is the mental health check-in we do it like every week because it's honestly as i mean we're in the middle of a pandemic there are liberal riots happening right now in our city like so legitimately jennifer how you doing and honestly what have you been doing to maintain sanity in this time oh man well i mean i i think i'm doing pretty okay for the most part um i honestly think that like the the big thing that has been helping me is like I started seeing a therapist again like a few weeks ago she has been a lifesaver like because I can just run all of this like I just basically vent to her for like an hour once a week (laughs) Um, and I yeah that's been like extremely helpful so she's been kind of keeping me like grounded a bit with all of the craziness going on in the world so yeah that's good. Congratulations on getting getting a therapist you like. It does not always work out that way the first try. <laughs> For sure, yeah. <laughs> Are you, I mean, do you have any, like, self-care routines you're doing? Um, I mostly, I mean, like, I try to read for a little bit every day, just something that's not, like, necessarily political, just to kind of try to, like, you know, distance myself and just have some sort of, like, normalcy instead of just, like, scroll. I have a terrible habit of just like scrolling through Twitter and Facebook and just like reading all of the like 
horrific yeah. things that people Seriously. are saying. Yeah. So taking time away from screens is definitely, uh, definitely helpful. At least like 30 minutes a day. I feel like it's good. Look, we both know I'm not going to. No. I have. <laughs> it, I, it's hard for me to like sit and concentrate now with like all this stuff going on where it's like, I've, I've, I've been trying to read Frankenstein. I've never read Frankenstein. So I'm trying to read it. It's super interesting, and I actually love it, but it's just like, I wake up and just get all these notifications, everything that's going on, what I got to do today. I don't, I don't have time. I don't have time to, like, I can't schedule this. Like, I'm too busy fighting a real Frankenstein's monster. Exactly. <laughs> Here's the thing, Chris. And can, can I set this to rest for once and for all? Is that okay? Probably not, but you can try. I'm going to try. So everybody's like, well... It, you know, the doctor's name was Frankenstein, uh, so the monster's name was not Frankenstein. But in, in the book, Frankenstein says he thought of the monster as his son. So doesn't the son take the father's name? So isn't the monster actually called Frankenstein still? No, that becomes his last name in best case scenario. Yeah, he doesn't have a first name. His name's Frankenstein. <laughs> He's like Prince. <laughs> <laughs> have we asked the monster? I thought the doctor was Dr. Hyde or Heigl or something like that. Am I thinking of a total? That's, that's Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Oh, which okay. Which is a different book. That, that's Robert Louis Stevenson. <laughs> also a wonderful okay. book. Don't get me wrong. But no, Dr. Victor Frankenstein is the name <laughs> okay. of the doctor. Mary Shelley. Uh, right, shout, out, a, shout out to female authors. <laughs> and here's the thing. So she, uh, her mother and father were both authors. And she grew up reading their work, obviously. Then she eloped with uh, Percy, Percy Shelley, the poet, and it, uh, they were staying at somebody's house. Who, who was it? It was Lord Byron, another famous poet. And they, everybody was supposed to be writing ghost stories. They had read, like, it was rainy summer uh, days, and um, they were writing ghost stories. She came up with the idea of Frankenstein, and then she uh, wrote the whole book and released it. And when it first came out, it's all about, uh, it was all about personal responsibility and, and you are the master of your fate kind of thing. You can do whatever, right. whatever you set your mind to. Then her youngest child died. Uh, her father died. Her husband died. Her oldest child died. And she re-edited the book. And <laughs> in the final edit before she died, it had completely changed to say that fate pushes you along and you can't change it. So, oh, like, shit. by the end of her life, she had completely flipped around because, obviously, fate had fucked her over. And she was just like, fuck this. I'm if reading... you release both versions, yeah, I, I'm reading as, like, a double set that I'm you reading can do the, the original good one and right then now. the oh fuck one. I'm reading the original right now, and I was just reading, like, the foreword, and it's just like, oh, wow, that's, like, and this, like, whole timeline is just, like, shitty things, shitty things, shitty things. Yeah. And obviously, like, this is mid-1800s. It wasn't a great time to be a woman, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, it was a good time to be anybody, but especially a woman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in a fairly good life, I mean, for, for her, for the time. So, th that's my take on the, on the Frankenstein versus Frankenstein's monster debate. Tell them whatever you want. Okay, but to further exemplify my answer, I will point out that you were like, oh yeah, to lay this to rest, and we still came back with, mm, argument, yeah, okay. though. Yeah, but, okay. <laughs> no, I mean, there's no way we're going to convince anybody, but, or I'm going to convince, I'm just, I was bringing, I wanted to bring mine to the fore, I guess I should say. I wanted to bring that up, because everybody, everybody goes off. They're like, well, his name isn't actually Frankenstein. It was like, shut up, nobody cares, number one. Yeah. And number yeah. two, there's actually an argument for both sides. Like, <laughs> Look. Nobody cares, and here's why. Young Frankenstein is a better movie anyway. Yeah, so... <laughs> Did you know? Okay. <laughs> While we're doing trivia... I um, love you, Charlie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, this is Charlie's natural state right here. <laughs> Mel, Mel Brooks wanted um, Gene Wilder to be in Blazing Saddles. Yeah. And, like, I mean, they were thinking about other, like, actual cowboys, you know, movie stars and things like that, and but, no, Mel's like, I gotta have Gene for this role. I mean, it's gotta be Gene. So he goes to Gene. He says, Gene, will you please be in Blazing Saddles? And he's like, okay, if you'll help me make my movie. And and he showed him the like partially written script for Young Frankenstein. And no Mel's way. Like, and Mel's like, 
Yeah, no, I'm good. Let's do it. <laughs> right? Yes. It we, will, we will absolutely do both of these now. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so. Mel Brooks is still kicking right now, though. Yeah. yeah. I can't for believe now. So Carl, Carl Reiner, like his good friend and neighbor for like 40, 50 years, just recently passed. Uh, <laughs> Mel's still kicking. Though. Look, <laughs> Mel, Mel fought in World War II. Well, he didn't see that combat, but he was like a bomb disposal specialist. And he would also write songs making fun of the Nazis and blare them over loudspeakers at like towards the front lines. <laughs> I oh my God, wish that's awesome. <laughs> I wish Mel Brooks was a young Mel Brooks right now. Oh. Can you imagine what him <laughs> and DJ a... L Rad would be going back and forth with? Oh, we man, need a young great. Mel Brooks. That's like somewhere out there. He's I'm just saying if Rick and Morty could come to this timeline real quick and just just <laughs> pop a you know just just pop a young Mel Brooks out real quick and just throw him into the middle of Portland. That'd be great. We could do that. You can um, really use him out here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, I'm being I'm being told no and that and that I, I'm frequently living in a uh, a fantasy world. Yeah. Sorry, who, yeah, who, that checks who, out. Who, yeah. Who are you talking to right now? <laughs> Chris. Uh, I think it's your turn for the... Wait, hold on. Wait, Chris, can we go back just a second? I know we, we got caught up in the mental health check. We, usually, we always do this. Have we explained points this episode? We have not, but I oh. also think that Jennifer already knows what points are. Oh, okay. Maybe yeah. not. I, yes. I think I have kind of an idea. Yeah. All right. Well, then, The Chris... only reason I say that is because Jennifer has been a lot of the same open mics I have, and oh, I okay. talk about this shit constantly in my right, everyday right. life. So, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you mean they're, like, real every day? They're not just for Saturdays? I don't understand. Yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, uh, Chris, uh, how's your mental health check going? Yeah. When I first went to therapy, because I started about four months ago, um, okay. And I just I show up every week, mostly. Um, and when I first started, I walked in and I was like, okay, I have anxiety problems and I have depression problems. I want help figuring out how to fix that. And she said, okay, what do you mean when you say that? And then I told her and she's like, cool, what was your childhood like? And I started to tell her and we got 10 minutes into that. Well, she was like, okay, okay. Now you're not a dumb person and I know that. But I do want you to know, you have PTSD, you idiot. You don't have, <laughs> this is not anxiety and depression issues. You got beaten severely on a regular basis as a child. And it's fucked up how you view the world. Uh, and so we've been going through all of the fun side effects of growing up in a, a trauma-induced nightmare. And uh, <laughs> it turns out one of those things is you dissociate constantly when life is always terrible and uh so i stopped you know being very in touch with real feelings but i knew that other people would feel weird if i didn't express them and so i've i've gotten pretty good at being very close to what they should be but one of the things we've been working on is making it to where i don't have to fake emotions anymore and, and let me tell you, if you stop having emotions for 20 years and then you start again, it's, it's also a goddamn nightmare. It turns out 20 years of being sad and angry and never, you know, addressing that fact is not a whole lot of fun to work through uh, in, in the immediate uh, moment there. But we've been working on it and going through it a bit more. And so now I get to feel things other than rage and sadness and anxiety <laughs> uh <laughs> like i've been able to have like little moments where when me and becca are doing like good morning shit you know i get to just have a little bit of warm fuzzy and i'm like oh cool that's that's still there i get to have that that's nice <laughs> <laughs> uh a lot of what we're learning is that i'm mostly just exhausted all the time because i do like a regular 40 hour a week job and then i do this and then i well honestly play more monster hunter than apparently you're supposed to <laughs> we turned it on yesterday charlie we found out i am 500 hours <laughs> into this game i've had this game for two months i don't know <laughs> that that math adds up <laughs> oh no <laughs> most of what we've been learning to do is not so much 
and uh, I've been I've been just like actually taking breaks from everything and just sitting and not like like we were discussing before. Lack of screen time becomes important in this day and age. Yeah. yeah. And so learning to just sit and think and be with my thoughts and emotions is uh, scary, uh, but we're getting better at it. That's where I am lately. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know that's like, I don't know. I, I felt like it was really, yeah, like it's hard starting therapy because like I, I had the same like PTSD diagnosis or whatever, which really like. I don't know why it like it makes sense, but it like totally right. caught me off guard at first. And I was like, oh, no. this is what? And uh, yeah, no, she like was always telling me that you know I was always like constantly busy. That was like a hyper vigilance thing. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, after the first few weeks, I just felt like shit after every therapy session. And I was like, is this like should I be feeling like terrible after I get done with therapy? But like. I don't know. I mean, it, it's gotten better for me, at least. I, I think that it will probably, you know, get better eventually. You just have to, like, work through all the, like, backlogged trauma exactly. and shit. And, yeah, so. So now that I've brought everybody down, <laughs> uh, what are you watching on Netflix lately? <laughs> Um, I just started that um, unorthodox show, which is about like, it's about like this young girl who is raised in like a uh, Jewish Orthodox or yeah, community in New York. And she like, yeah, she escapes to like Berlin and like leaves her husband and everything. I'm literally, I'm only on like the second episode, Um, but I I think it's great so far. Like, yeah, it's really interesting. Awesome. Yeah. And it's just sort of like an empowerment type uh show. yeah yeah very like questioning of like you know society's like roles that it imposes on people and just kind of figuring out like who you are as like a person and what your like role is within your community i don't know it's it's interesting yeah awesome i uh i know that legend of cora just made its way onto netflix this week yep. yes uh, Charlie, have you have you started? I'll, I'm gonna tell you that I have not because uh, I didn't watch it on its original run. I know I probably should, I, and my roommate Tom did just finish it. So like, uh, I saw some episodes while he was watching. It. I, I don't know. It's just it never caught my attention. I'll probably do it, Chris. You, I, if for no other reason, okay. If for no other reason, you get to see who Toph becomes. I, okay, I've, I've also, I've seen some of that, so. Well, go fuck yourself, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> you, don't, you don't get to skip all the way to, like, the last fucking season of that show. And go, no, I saw some of that, I'm fine. Oh, fuck I'm- you, Charlie. <laughs> There's oh, a lot man. of shit that happened until you got there. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I just... I, okay, so again, like, I, I didn't watch... Uh, like, Avatar was coming out around, like, last year, but was coming out the last time, or around the time that I was, like, I don't know, I guess 13. Like, I, I was perfect age for it, and at that time, I didn't watch it. Because uh, at that time, I wasn't allowed to watch TV, because uh, my mom... Because I, I have ADHD, or ADD. Like, I just, I can't pay attention to anything else if there's TV on. Uh, so, yeah, absolutely. Like, my mom just like, you can't watch TV because you'll never get homework done. You can't play video games because you'll never get homework done. And guess what? I didn't do any of those things. I still didn't get my homework done. Uh, <laughs> I just, maybe I just hate homework, mom. Like, just. <laughs> Which, to be um, fair, fuck homework a lot of the time. I'm just, yeah, I'm just like. Then, like, I watched Avatar for the first time, like, about seven years ago, right when I moved down to Oregon. And then uh, we tried to watch Korra, like, immediately afterwards. Uh, and I don't know, it just, right, like I said, it just captured, captured my attention right away. And it's one of those, like, a million things that everybody's like, you have to watch it, you have to watch it. And it's like, if everybody tells you you have to watch everything, that's exactly when I don't want to watch it. It's the same reason, like, I've never watched Breaking Bad, and it'll probably take me another 20 years to actually get to it. Oh, <laughs> man, you are missing out. That is a great Exactly. Show. That's the thing right there. Where I'm like, I don't care. I'm sure I've seen, like, a million shows that nobody else has watched, and, like, 
I'm not. I, will. I don't go around. Uh, I, I mean, it's fine. Look, you absolutely. If you, if you want to share experiences <laughs> with someone, like you tell them to watch something, but it's just like, oh, I hate that. I hate it you know, so you much. You know what? You know what pisses people off more though than hearing that you've never started the journey, is that I just quit watching Breaking Bad partway through. I, like exactly. I watched. Ep- I watched episode one, and I thought that was pretty interesting. And I'm like, cool. oh no, I'm. I made it like two and a half seasons in and then just stopped. (laughs) (laughs) I was Um, like, yeah, no, this is just sad now. Fucking, I'm done. Yeah, it (laughs) did get pretty bleak. That's fair, yeah. Um, (laughs) Mad Men, I also, like, Mad Men, I gave it one episode and I liked the first episode and then I tried to watch the second episode, it was boring. So after two episodes, I was I feel like the rampant misogyny would prevent me from being able to enjoy... Obviously, that was a part of the time. I'm not excusing it. They are trying to make it fit into the time period. And what got me was like the first episode was like, oh, cool. Like he's trying to develop this ad campaign for this company at this time when they're saying cigarettes are bad, like for the first time and you can't claim it's good for you. So he comes up with this idea where he's like, well, then just say whatever you want. If you can't say it's good for you, then say anything else. And I thought that was such an interesting take and such a like a cool like cool thought. And then the second episode is all about how he has a second life that we don't know about. And I was like, I don't have the energy for this. Oh. <laughs> I'm you already living be a own. marketing engineer and Batman. You only get one. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, there's a few shows like that. I don't know. Like, and here's the other thing: I'm probably a horrible judge of TV because I love crap television so much <laughs> that like watching like those highbrow like drama series and like there's some like i love uh black mirror i thought it was, i'd love it love that show up until this most recent season uh, but go on well <laughs> you meaning the current actual real life black mirror episode that we're living right now <laughs> <laughs> not what i meant but also oh, that okay <laughs> um <laughs> Because the creator actually says, like, I'm not releasing a new season because it's too fucking bleak out already right now. <laughs> right, like, yeah, like, you, we can't do this it. right now, guys. It, this, no. <laughs> uh, I don't need that on my conscience. <laughs> too soon, yeah. <laughs> but, like, we, uh, like, we're going back, we're watching The West Wing, which I, I love The West Wing. I think it's a wonderful show. Especially if you're depressed about politics right now, like, Go watch a fictional president actually be a president for a minute. It's pretty nice. <laughs> just like, I'm going to make a decision. It's going to make sense. And it's going to be based on reason and logic. I'm like, sorry, what? Like, that's totally sci-fi, right? That's fucked up. No, no, no. If I was going to go watch any political show right now, I would definitely go put on Spin City. Dude, Spin City. Nice throwback. That's points have, just for thank you. an awesome show until Charlie Sheen took over. But an awesome but, show. Yeah, but... Michael J. Fox and, uh, oh man, I can't remember who it was that was like mayor or whatever there. Oh yeah. It's that guy that's in everything. Right. <laughs> but no, like that was, it was a fantastic show. They, they would tackle like the kinds of shit that I would want to show too. now, you know, they, they oh, yeah. would, they would go up against why being against Gay people getting married is bad. Like they just had a whole episode about that already back in the nineties. You yeah. know, before it was like a whole thing. There was there's a lot of good in that show that our current administration could learn from. And uh <laughs> they won't, and that sucks. <laughs> and like I love the show V, right? It's a it's an amazing show, so well written. Julie Louis Dreyfus is amazing. Um, but to what like <laughs> Out, outgoing Obama administration uh, officials, like who they were asked, like, so working in the White House, is it more like the West Wing or is it more like a beep? And they're like, yeah, it's more like a beep, which is just like, it, it's so crass and like mean for no reason and cruel, but like, funny. Uh, it, it, is, it is a wonderful view inside, you know, politics because it is like, they are just normal people, just normal dickheads running the country. <laughs> like, and it's just well, like, okay. Which is pretty much what we have right now. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. like, watching it, it's like, okay. Yeah, like, I, I love that show, but I don't want to watch it right now all the time. <laughs> but I can't do it. It's that very yet. funny. And 
but it's just like it's a little depressing too. Um, no, I've Sometimes been watching. Life is depressing, Charlie. I, I don't know if you guys ever saw, it, but uh, I'm finally catching up on the final season of Legion. Um, no, I keep being told it's a good one that I should watch. <laughs> well, okay, I'm not going to pull the same thing. I'm not going to tell you you have to watch it, but I will say. Um, if you are tired of Marvel movies and how just kind of like straightforward, like bad guy, good guy, big flashy fight scene, it is like, it is such a great departure from that. It is set in the X-Men universe, but we barely ever see any character that anyone would be familiar with from the X-Men universe. Um, it, and it's shot and told in such a unique and original way. Noah Hawley, who created it, also created the new Fargo series. Okay. It's just okay. fantastic. And um, Jeff Russo does the music and he actually like he and Noah Holly will actually like create the music for it together. And their their music choices and their uh, music um, interpretations are so beautiful and the the, the way everything is uh, it's, it's incredible. It's an incredible show. So watching the third season now, it's beautiful. The the second season was really incredible and I'm now like halfway through the third season, so pretty pretty hyped i'm like well shit i don't know maybe we'll figure out how to do watch parties or whatever yeah i'll totally be down to do that i am banned with the new technology that's why (laughs) nothing has been updated on this (laughs) since i started doing yeah we're we're gonna get you a discord soon right (sighs) look i have to sleep sometime charlie yeah i know i don't so just hit me up i'll do it for you (laughs) When are we going to start doing trivia again? I don't know. What do you want to do trivia? Jennifer, would you would you show up for for Zoom trivia? Oh, absolutely. I love I love trivia. Yeah. yeah. See, I keep thinking that Zoom shows are going to go poorly, but honestly, trivia might be the one thing that works for us here. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that could work. Look, it's how we started this. It's <laughs> how we're going to end it. It's just <laughs> it's like the Ouroboros, the snake eating its tail. It's just. <laughs> Look, we're not going to lose the podcast, okay? No, no, Saturdays no. are still podcast day. <laughs> we're just going to also add another thing to my week. It'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm already streaming four times a week, but I guess Sundays are free. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, Now, Jennifer, I know that you, uh, you know, you go out, you do all kinds of great things for the community, uh, take lots of pictures, but like, uh, uh, do you have like a... Well, you already said you're nonprofits for your regular day job, right? Yeah. Yeah. So like right now I work at like a, it's like a Catholic charity, I guess, which is, I mean, I don't know. I feel a little conflicted about like the whole Catholic thing, but we basically just pay people's like rent and utility bills. Um, And then I work a lot with like domestic violence uh, victims and helping them get into like stable housing and stuff. Um, But yeah, I just got like a new job. Um, And so I'll be running like social media accounts for people with like inner ear disorders um, and doing like donations and stuff like that, just like community outreach things. But yeah, that's kind of like the the sector that I'm like really interested in. I like working outside of like government because I feel like it gives you a little more freedom to, I don't know, just do things that are a little more impactful without worrying about like all the bureaucratic shit. And yeah, it's just a a little better, I think, sometimes. I like working outside of the government because it's easy to tell the government to go fuck itself when you don't work yeah, for it. I get it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I assume you have to actually like go to college and stuff and get degrees for doing that kind of stuff? Yeah, yeah. I So I went to PSU and um, I majored in community development and then I have minors in philosophy and anthropology. Um, so, I don't know. I just basically... I, I thought it was really interesting, but it seems to bore a lot of other people when I talk about it. It's just like, <laughs> just like how people interact and how like communities are developed and learned a lot about like ancient societies and, you know, it was, it was interesting stuff. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Now that I am out of college, I realize it's not the most high paying field, but uh, it's interesting. So there's that at least. <laughs> My grandma always tells me a story of that's like when she was going to college, uh, she went to Western, uh, Western Washington University. 
And uh, when when she was in high school and, and going into college, that's what she wanted to do was uh, anthropology and archaeology. She thought that was going to be the, like the coolest thing she was going to have with this globe trotting lifestyle. And she like, I mean, this was in the '60s when she went into uh, college, but she uh, was told like, "No, you you can't be an archaeologist. You're a woman. Like that's <laughs> that's not like your job." But also like she realized it did not pay very well and she would have to be like a research student forever. Um, so she be became a teacher. And then, you know, when she retired, she went to all the places she'd wanted to go when she wanted to be an archeologist. Uh, right. Fuck you. I'm going to do it anyway. I'm yeah. just doing it on my time now. So, but that kind of yeah. stuff, like she loves going, like visiting kind of those ancient civilization sites and things like that and, and seeing the ruins and stuff like that. So very, very interesting stuff. Like, she brought us, books and books and books of pictures of uh ancient turkey and greece and things like that and like all just, you know binders she, and we've been told her like what are we going to do with all these pictures it's like you've got a million binders of pictures now like charlie how far back in your family tree does being a trivia genius master go is this because i met you and your dad and now we're hearing about your grandma is well, see, this, this just way, this, the this hickmont lineage is that well just... see no because that's my grandma on my mom's side so she's joanne oh, okay. named matthew so she's actually the matthews line there uh, you, you can trace the matthews line in in america in this country back to at least the 1700s our great 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 uh, grand uncle or whatever caleb definitely fought for the revolution uh against the british which is interesting because i probably had relatives on both sides of that thing <laughs> let's be real um, yeah but um i don't know uh, the tribute is mostly my dad the doesn't you know, sound like it the, the thirst for knowledge <laughs> is my you know both my grandparents are doctors uh, you know, of education. So Jiminy yeah. Christmas. <laughs> I think in my family, I have the most amount of college education and I passed three classes in total. Fucking. <laughs> no, I mean, on my dad's side, I'm the first one to go to college. Uh, no, I meant my whole family, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, yeah, you I'm know? the same way. No, like I'm the first person in my family to go to college and like the second generation to even graduate from high school. So yeah, there's not a lot of like formal education on either side so it's yeah it's there's, there's a lot of uh, in my family I've, I've, I've always felt the pressure of this there's a lot of emphasis and a lot of uh weight given to knowing things um yeah. and so that's why I've, like i don't know maybe that's some kind of like internal thing where i'm just like oh i need to like soak it up just learn that i might need that you know because most of it i don't do consciously but i you know i do look stuff up i do read a lot and like I, I don't know if that's true. What did I learn all that for? If I'm just going to sit here and play video games. Like, <laughs> I don't know. But to tell people interesting facts while you play video games. There's a whole platform for it now. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Your parents could not know how well they were training you for Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, you talk about like, um, you know, generational trauma. I don't know if it's, so, so it's generational trauma, but it's just like, it's always been like, well, your uncle, you know, he's, the top fish tester in the country or whatever. And you're, you know, my mom's uh, a nationally board certified teacher. And my grandparents are both doctors in education. Uh, my oldest cousin uh, works with like horses for therapy in San Francisco and stuff like that. Like everybody's. Oh, fuck you. Okay, man. <laughs> my dad was a drug dealer by the time he was 14. Right. <laughs> Fucking top that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, no, I've always felt like either like my place is like the family musician because like I'm really the only musical one in the family. Your dad uh, doesn't count. Okay, well on my mom's side of the family, okay. my dad yeah, my dad was a drummer, but he'll tell you like he didn't keep up with that. But then like I've just always also felt like the black sheep, but I don't know like is you know you see yourself becoming that weird uncle. You know I've got I've I've always been this Charlie. Okay, there's no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like I'm just seeing myself because like my uh, sister Josie, who is a multi, very talented like athlete in multiple sports. She's plays multiple instruments. Um, she speaks multiple languages, and then like there's me. So she's 15, 
And so in 15 years, and she's got a kid, I'm going to show up to Thanksgiving and I'll be 45 and just like be like the weird drunk uncle, like, hey, everybody, what's going on? No, man, by the time you're at that point, it won't be weird at all. <laughs> It'll be fine. Uh, <laughs> okay, maybe I've got some issues. I don't have a therapist, guys. I've got Chris. That's, that's how this works. And let me tell you, I've got three classes I passed in college, so... <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I passed jazz band, like, for four years. That was the one class I went to in college. <laughs> like, consistently. <laughs> that's still only one class. I know. <laughs> I'm well aware. I didn't even pass tennis, Chris. <laughs> Look, tennis is a lot more running than I'm willing to do. So Tennis, tennis was actually fun. I also took a cardio kickbacks in class. Uh, that those were both fun classes. Yeah, no. See, I don't know why you were trying to explode your heart in one <laughs> semester. I don't know why you would put that much strain on yourself. It was <laughs> like an hour, like after you like suit up and go to class, and then you play tennis for like ten minutes. And most of it's just like bouncing the ball off the backboard kind of thing. And then it's no, like, okay, you, play you one match. You only think that because that's as far as you got before you stopped <laughs> that's going. That's true. <laughs> there was more shit after that, Charlie. It was going to get more I never took any of the, I never took any of the weight training classes. I never took any of the running classes that required me to run around campus. Like, I just, like, go and play tennis. I can do that. And, and really, you know why I took that class? Because my grandparents would not allow me to take the bowling class, which is what I really wanted to do. So well, the, bowl, the bowling class, we just went to the bowling alley. Or they did. I never left, but they they just go to the bowling alley and you play games of bowling. I'm like, I'm already good at bowling. Like, fuck yeah, I could ace that. Thing. Yeah, any sport where I get to sit down and eat nachos during it, yeah, that's my sport. That's like, I'm in. Yeah, is that was that the mid was that was that like the midterm was like order a back, bucket of wings and a you know picture of Coors Light. <laughs> mm, but you got to do it in a way that lets you pay less than full price. Ooh. That's that's why it's the final. You gotta you gotta pay less than the actual price of that. <laughs> There's only two ways to do it. Uh, one, you already buy weed from that guy, so you get a discount. <laughs> or two, and this is the sketchier one, you rob a bowling alley. Those are your options. Uh, <laughs> and I, I don't think you were ready for that final, if we're going to be honest. Probably not, probably not. <laughs> okay, one, one last quick uh, tangent, and then I promise we'll actually talk about something relevant. But um, Will we? No. Will we, but- Charlie? <laughs> <laughs> it's the name of the show. It's everything and nothing. I got to do some of the everything real quick. Uh, <laughs> um, do, I don't know if you guys remember this. Like, there's a, a news story from a few years ago, and like it was like a, a counter where you could buy a sandwich and fries. And apparently, they were selling drugs out of this, um, out of the sandwich window kind of thing. And uh, they're like, yeah. So if you, apparently, if you go up and you order your fries extra crispy, then it comes with drugs. Like in a little thing underneath the fries. I there. feel like you needed more information after the words extra crispy, but keep going. So they, they go up and they see this guy like ordering from the window. Uh, and like he gets, you know, his food and he walks out and he's like, and they're like, hey, uh, we just saw you order from that place. Did you know, like, we're just doing a news story on this. Did you know that, like, if you, uh, if you, if you order extra crispy, like they were going to give you drugs? And this guy's like, what? No, that that's <laughs> crazy, man. Like, no way. And then he just like walks off very quickly. Like he's it's like speaking of drug dealers. Because you know what he wanted to say was, no, 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 those aren't the words. And then he was like, Mm-mm, no, I just uh, I gotta go, guys. Fuck this. <laughs> bye bye. All right, that's enough uh, irrelevant stuff. We can talk about something important now. Because I I don't think we'd have. Oh, okay. That's what. We're doing it, buddy. We're here. I mean, honestly, I I really don't know like a whole lot about even how you got here because my interactions with you stem from meeting you at open mics. Yeah. And so, like, I know how you got there was you were dating a comedian. And then... Yeah. Because I never saw you go on stage. So I assume yeah. that's the only reason you would continue to show up to those things. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no offense to any of my other comedian friends or myself, but we know what these are. They're awful. 
<laughs> and yet we always bring dates to them. It's a fucking. <laughs> that, that, it's the same thing with musicians too. It's like you start dating someone, and you're like, so hey, I'm playing this show at this really <laughs> shitty bar. So if you wanted to come and like pay ten bucks to me and then like buy a shitty beer, that'd be sick. Like, <laughs> and then like <laughs> drive me home. Like, <laughs> like woo. Like a test, like- if they stick with you, then, you know, after that, then, you know, it's it's going in a good direction, I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Is that prostitution at that point? Mm. <laughs> cool. I like right that way. nobody wants to touch that one. That's fine. We're going to leave that right there, then. <laughs> We're going to move on. <laughs> My last uh, kind of long-term relationship, Only she only came to one, sh- like, one show, maybe two, and she would, like, never stick around. Like, That's how you know it's not going to work out. <laughs> like, sorry, <laughs> if you're not into the band, I don't know, man. <laughs> oh, my God. I think it's worse what comedians do, though, because we're not just bringing our dates to shows. We're bringing them to practice, and they still have to pay. Like, it's not... <laughs> <laughs> Comedians are bad people. Don't date comedians. I'm. I know what I'm saying. I'm right. I don't. I can't help it. <laughs> There's a fifty percent chance that my girlfriend is currently watching this, and I'm still right. I just. It's good advice. I can't. Help She's her. not watching. I'm, you're fine. I'm looking, I'm looking at the current viewers. I don't. I don't see. So I mean, honestly, like what? Well, no. I mean, we've really covered a lot of that, right? Work, life. Uh, funsies. Yeah. I mean, did you grow up in Portland or did you wind up moving here later in no. life? Yeah, so like I I always grew up around the Portland area. Um, like when I was little, I lived on like the kind of south, well, I guess like central south Portland or central east Portland, Jesus. Um, and it's then okay. like, I don't know the difference. Yeah, I, I'm so directionally challenged. It's it's a thing. Um, but no, but then I I ended up like moving to Malala um, when I was in like middle school, which is just like a really bumpkin town, like outside of Oregon City. Um, oh, okay. and yeah, I pretty much got out of there as fast as I could after I graduated <laughs> high school. So uh, so yeah, now I'm just back in in Portland, but I, I like Portland personally. I think it's like, it's an interesting place to live. Definitely. Uh, it's always a lot going on. That's for sure. So, yeah. I mean, everybody says like Reno is the biggest little city in the world, but I think of Portland is like this small town, big city. Cause it feels like everything is just like so close knit. Everybody knows everywhere kind of thing. Or, yeah. You know, not everywhere, but you know, it's just like I was gonna say, oh. I will, I will challenge you here, buddy. I know jack <laughs> shit. <laughs> well, Chris, you've lived in Portland about as long as I have, right? When, when did you when did you move down? Uh, I think I lived in Portland for like four years in total. Oh, okay. Never mind. Some of that was in Beaverton, I guess, but I'm counting that anyway. Yeah, I mean, I've only lived in Portland proper for the months I was living with Joshua. <laughs> so <laughs> right. No, I've, I, I've lived in Beaverton for seven years. So, like, everybody's like, oh, you live in Beaverton. That's not Portland. But, okay, nobody ever says that. But I can feel it. I feel it when I say I live in Beaverton. They're like, oh. So, sometimes, Charlie, maybe, and, and, and I could be wrong, but maybe you're, you're just projecting a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, I, I think we've gone over that. I hate myself. Like, <laughs> I just, I feel Listen the pressure everybody. of everything. Like, I, anyway, but, uh, no, it's, yeah, Beaverton, like, everybody's like, it's so far away and stuff like that. I'm like, yeah, but I go to Portland, like, all the time. There's nothing to do at Beaverton. It's like, either I stay home or I go out to Portland to do something. Which is weird because making shows in Beaverton doesn't work really? because they're all already set in their head. Oh, I'm going to drive all the way the fuck out to Portland to do a thing. So if they hear about a thing happening in Beaverton, they think it's run by somebody who was so shitty they couldn't do things in Portland. <laughs> yeah. So then nobody shows up. I'm like, no, I brought you a good fucking show. Would you? I'm not bitter or, or anything. <clears throat> um, <laughs> There's this uh, venue that opened for a, a little while. I don't even know if it's still there, but maybe it is. Uh, this guy opened this place called the Garages in in Beaverton. And he tried to like book it with a bunch of 
big bands and, and stuff like that. I don't know that place is still open. I don't think it is. I mean, there's a lot of places that aren't open still. Well, I know. I mean, I was thinking like, sorry, pre-COVID, I was already questioning whether it was still open. Now I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's not open. Somebody can check. I mean, I can check. Yeah, I, I, don't, like, I no, don't know. You're, many... you're my Alexa, Charlie. Fucking, I don't <laughs> check things. That's what I have you for. Um, but yeah, I, I like. There's not many good venues in Beavertown. Oh, it says it's open. It's called At the Garages Satellite Pub. So oh, wait. I think Drew Wilson McGrath was doing a show out there for a while. Oh, oh hopefully he still is. But yeah, it's, uh, there's, there's a, obviously like the most cool places are in uh, Portland. And then, like, even in Beaverton, there's not many cool venues because there's so much just residential kind of gentrified stuff. And then, like, Tigard now has a couple cool venues. Or not Tigard. Um, the other way. <laughs> For, Forest Grove has a couple cool venues. But, like... I was like, that's okay. I wasn't going to know either way. Yeah. I'm, yeah All I'm saying exactly. is the pandemic did not change my daily routine like that much, guys. <laughs> I didn't... <laughs> but now yeah. you don't have to drive anywhere you just, no, you just yeah work from home yeah no i finally got what i was asking for before the pandemic hit i was like hey just let me just let me work from home because in my <laughs> head it was gonna be beautiful i was gonna wake up i was gonna roll over crawl into a computer chair get done with my work shift go take a shower leave my house and go do open mics for the next five hours and then come back home and pass out. And that was going to be a beautiful thing. That was going to be everything I wanted out of life. And then they were like, okay, okay, okay. We're going to meet you halfway, buddy. All right. All right. We're going to give you a computer and a screen. And we're going to send you home and don't fucking leave. And that <laughs> is what life decided was a compromise. And <laughs> I'm not bitter or anything. <clears throat> of course not. Of course not. I'm sorry. Um, I feel like we can't keep running over you. I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to like derail the conversation more than we normally derail the conversation. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think we have an agenda today, honestly. Yeah. Fair yeah. 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 We're we're just existing. We're one with the universe right now, Charlie. Just <laughs> vibe with us. Going with the flow. That's. You are literally <laughs> backed up by Doge right now. Fucking B. It's like okay. this for my bare closet wall I, door. I, I don't know what to do. Like, you know that that's incorrect. You've got like eight other backgrounds to choose from. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right let's go to the beach. I'm, I'm feeling beachy. Oh. <laughs> thank you for being here so much. Yeah. No. Thank you for having me. It was fun. <laughs> right. Well, hopefully it was entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> You do try. Uh, no, like I said, we're we're doing this every Saturday. You know, if you just tuned in today for the first time, go ahead and give us a follow. Uh, Jennifer, is there anywhere online that your uh, videos get streamed or your pictures get posted that you'd like people to know about? So right now, it's mostly Facebook. Um, I still have to do a lot of editing for videos, but I'll probably start posting more within the next couple of weeks. But yeah, you can just, I'm just Jennifer McKenzie Paulson on Facebook, so you can find me there, I guess. Okay. Well, like Charlie said, thanks for coming out. We always appreciate yeah. our guests. It was great having you. Yeah, uh, it was great being here. Charlie, as always, I fucking love you. Be nice to you for the next week until I talk to you again. Okay. <laughs> fucking piece of shit. No. All right, guys. <laughs> again, thanks for tuning in. You guys have a great night.
big thanks to Jennifer McKenzie Paulson for coming on to the show. Find her work on Facebook under her own name, where you'll be able to find pictures and videos from the Black Lives Matter protests. Um, if you're ever looking to see the extended interviews from any of our guests, feel free to look us up at Everything and Nothing on Spotify. And if you're looking to be a part of the conversation, join us every Saturday from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time at Chris Comedian on Twitch. Thanks for stopping by.